Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is uh, freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls we go. Uh, coming up, a little bit of good news. But first, we go to George in D.C. on the amp line. Hello, George. Hey, I'm Ellen. I'm not in D.C. right now. Oh, sorry about that. Where are you? I'm in the Florida Keys at the moment. How nice. What's on your mind tonight, George? Good God, man. I came down here to escape the cold, escape the inauguration at work. And, well, at least escape the inauguration. But, good God, it's cold down here. Oh, and the come keys on. And the Keys are not even 60. <laughs> <laughs> I, paid, I, I paid a couple hundreds of dollars and to fly down here for a nice sun warmer, and I'm and it's been cold as hell all day here. 60s like t-shirt weather up here in New Hampshire. Yeah, but 60 in Florida, <laughs> especially the Keys where it's 100% community all the time. It feels cold when is, you're down it's there. It's darn cold. I mean, it's more like 42 here. All right. So yeah, what's up? Uh, what were you calling about tonight? Yeah, I was just want, wanted to chime in about that Scott the Bigger guy. I mean, I don't know what what's his problem with um how he paints everyone with all the Jews in the same brush. I was just wondering if the dudes ever saw Defiance and he was rooting for the Nazis in that thing. You were wondering if he what? Was re- if they ever saw that new movie Defiance, that um, where the um, it's a World War Two movie where the is um, with what's that guy's name from James Bond? Um, hmm. And, and he, he and another guy play a bunch of Jewish resistance fighters and um, take the Tom and New Hampshire approach to the, to the Nazis, and it's a real good. Thing, but, Neat. I've never heard of it. it. Sounds good. Yeah, you should go see. It. I saw it. it's, it's called Defiance. Like I said, it's a movie review time, and I figured I'd, I'd recommend that one. Like All it's right. Based off a true story um, about where the Nazis invaded, um, was it Belarus? What's now Belarus? And um, they took over, and um, they, I, but um, the, the Jews formed a resistance there, and they like for for two or three years, right? They managed to hold hold themselves off until the Russians managed to um, invade, and then now they got stuck with, I guess, Russian oppression. Ain't that something? One time to another. Sure. Yeah, well, that tends to be how it works, but uh, very interesting, and thank you for the movie review. Any uh, any other thoughts tonight? Nah, nah. I just wanted to uh, just chime in. It's been too long. Well, enjoy the vacation, George, and thanks for the call, man. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Either of you have seen uh, Defiance? No, I've been meaning to. I saw the trailer for it and really looked intriguing to me. Cool. Well, there you have George's recommendation. We go to Dave listening to something. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live in somewhere. Hello. Dave, calling from the People's Republic of somewhere. (laughs) Hello. Going once, going twice. All right, he's gone. 800-259-9231. So, Wayne, since you weren't here last night, we spent pretty much the whole show uh, focusing on the Obama mania and was just wondering what your experience was like yesterday. Did you pretty much stay at home and uh, avoid the television? Absolutely. I just, <laughs> uh, I'm not into these politician love fests. Yeah. And I've said before, I think it's terrific that a majority of Americans voted uh, someone with his background into, into the White House, even if it were a woman, it'd be the same thing. It's nice to see that people are being more open-minded. And at, on the other hand, you know, I, I look at yesterday as just a peaceful transfer of violent power, as, mm-hmm. as one person said uh, yesterday in the media. We got some good news here uh, today. I mean, I feel I felt like, you know, maybe continuing on that, but uh, we did three hours of it last night, so we'll move on to a little bit of good news. Uh, when it happens, we do like to bring it to you, and uh, this is pretty good. According to the Supreme Court... 
A federal law intended to restrict children's access to Internet pornography died quietly Wednesday at the Supreme Court, more than 10 years after Congress overwhelmingly approved it. The Child Online Protection Act would have barred websites from making harmful content available to minors over the Internet. Of course, it wouldn't have actually stopped anybody from doing such things. It would have just written it down on a piece of paper, and eventually they might have prosecuted a handful of people to send a message to the rest of the Internet. But I mean, the reality is the Internet is a global device, and the idea that somebody could stop, uh, could be physically prevented from putting something that your children shouldn't be looking at on the internet is pretty pretty ludicrous i mean when you understand how the internet works i mean if they weren't able to host it in the united states they could just host it somewhere else and there would be no way for the u.s federal government to get their hands on that plus it's an obvious infringement upon free speech i mean the idea that the federal government would have any ability in a uh, in a so-called free country where there's supposedly free speech to control what you put on your website was pretty outrageous. And apparently the Supreme Court agreed with that by letting this law die. Glad to hear that. Yep. So apparently the law had been embroiled in challenges to its constitutionality ever since it passed in 1998. And as a result of that, it never actually took effect. So... That's kind of good news. You know, um, the thing that they're going, the thing that they were trying to use with the internet uh, is child porn to restrict every aspect of the internet. And the fact is, it's just not happening very, very often. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there tra- trading child porn, but you know, I, I don't see it. Mm. Yeah, me either. And, and you know, what happens also is you also end up hearing stories of people that are caught up in the snare, the net who were never intended to, if you look at the law's original intentions. Mm-hmm. And it always happens. Uh, the other thing is, is of course, companies do spring up that, that will sell you filters so that your children don't see those things, and they keep an ongoing list of, of the websites that might be offensive to you with your tastes. But if you don't want that stuff and you don't need it because you're an adult and you have no kids in the house, why should you be subject to, to that regulation? Well, you could ask that question of Australia's regulators who have been successful at putting through a Internet filtering scheme that's, uh, I believe, expected to launch here any time. A government not, one. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't at the beginning of this month, it's certainly any time now. So and that's there's, and there's the other slippery slope because it starts out with, with childhood porn, which none of us would be into, but it, that's what it starts with because that's how they get support for it. But then and it then ends it's up bomb being, making. Then it's bomb making, but then it ends up being politically um, unpopular speech. That's how it always ends up. Right. So this is good news that the you know the the whole free speech thing isn't completely dead yet in the United States, and just like to bring you the good news when it is available. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Alert. We're going to try Dave again. Dave calling from the People's Republic of somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? Dave, what's on your mind hey, tonight? Oh, I wanted to talk about my pledge. Which pledge? <laughs> my pledge from uh, the video you guys were talking about at the end of the show last night. The pledge from a video. I don't, the, I don't the, recall. The Obama video. I pledge oh. to be of service to the Lord Mighty Obama. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Exactly. With, with the uh, Hollywood I, stars talking about how they just worship Obama, and you should too. What about your pledge? Yeah. And I wanted to, my first pledge is I want to mind my own business, That's not be involved with anybody else's business. Amen. Did you, so you, that? you guys are, you guys are free to, uh, you know, compete in the market as you wish. You know, my second, my second pledge that I give inspiration to the video is I pledge to give the finger to jackass drivers. 
<laughs> that was one of the pledges in there is not to give the finger. And, you know, I don't know. Giving the finger probably doesn't solve a lot of the problems out there, but uh, I can't say I've never done it. Uh, you know, it relieves stress. Uh, you know, I also but before you go on, I want to talk about fingers, uh, fingers to drivers. Now, I think that uh, there's there's a step to this that doesn't make a lot of sense. I noticed, uh, especially in Florida, where there are a lot of old and confused drivers, that people would get on their butt and honk their horns. Now, if you've got an old person in a uh, and, and you know them because they're in late model Buicks and Lincolns, um, <laughs> if you've got an old person who's trying to find something or driving too slow or having trouble seeing whatever it is that they're having, and you get on their butt and you honk, you're not solving any problems. You will not be able to make that person any more coherent <laughs> by honking. You will not make them drive any better. You will not make them any more lucid. That's by true. Honking. You'll scare the crap out of That's them. That's what's going to happen. They'll probably make a mistake and do, do right. something. Right, and then. Ridiculous. Then there's a wreck on on your hands. I mean, they're, they're turning right from the left hand lane and left from the right hand lane, and yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. All right, sense. Dave, give me the rest of your pledge. All right. Well, I I only got two more. I pledge to flush the toilet no matter what color it is. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's that a, that's, one. That's awfully weird. <laughs> and I, I can but I will make I will make no guarantees about leaving the seat up. Okay, fair and enough. And I and I also pledge to drink more bottled water. <laughs> now, I, you. Uh, you guys have a good time. I'd love to hear what your pledges are. All right, good one. Thank you, dude. I think the bottled water one, you know, I it, to me, in a lot of cases, many towns do a very good job of uh, filtering the water. It's just as good as the bottled water. You should drink water out of the glass at home. I understand having bottles when they're convenient to take with you. That's fine and dandy. Bottles are good things. However, you, don't don't sit around the house and drink bottled water. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Do you have a pledge? We'll tell you what he was talking about. Talk more about the actual video here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, unlike those other talk show hosts, that want to charge you for accessing their website. Ours is free, including archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. Totally free at freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. You can go get a free account over there today at privacyharbor.com. All right, so uh, we will take your calls about anything. That's the point of the show. Mark, you're going to tell us about Mexican chaos coming up in a moment. Uh, but first we go to, I believe, Scott in Massachusetts. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, Scott the Bigot, you talking... you're on the air. <laughs> Thank you. You were talking about the Federal Reserve. And in my hand, uh, I'd like to educate your readers, and I'm sure you find it interesting, too. Let me uh, guess. You're going to tell us the Federal Reserve is controlled by a bunch of uh, evil if you Jewish let me, bankers. If you would let me finish, in your, you had an advertisement yesterday on the air about international bankers. That's just a euphemism for Jewish bankers. And I have in my hand volume Right, because nobody else is a banker except Jewish people. Is that Could right, Scott? Could I explain? Scott? Could I please explain? There are no other bankers out there no. besides Jewish people? Is that in what you're going to tell me? In 1916, on Jekyll Island, off of Georgia, four gentlemen secretly met oh, in the dead of night. It was off of Georgia. Was it off of Georgia? Was, yes. One okay. was August Belmont. The second gentleman was Jacob Schiff. The third was Paul okay. Warburg. And the fourth so you was know Otto a bunch Cotton. of names. Uh huh. What's your point? 
My point is that they nefariously cobbled together a Federal Reserve Act, which went into effect, set up 12 Federal Reserve banks, and in layman's terms, it's very complicated, but in layman's terms, they choked off all of the money supply where these gentlemen controlled all of the money supply in the entire United States. Okay, well, we we already understand, Scott, that the Federal Reserve is a bad, bad idea, but uh, are you trying to tell me that everybody involved in its forming was Jewish and that somehow, even if that were true, that therefore all Jewish people are in on the plot? Yeah, gentlemen, it's very You're complicated. Nuts. You're out of your mind. It's a big stretch, dude. If you would read, Here's what I want to ask you yeah, about since we've got me. you here. Uh, since you called about this last week, and we didn't really have a chance to get into it, yeah. you also have a problem. I mean, you hate everybody except for white Christian males, apparently. You probably white like, Anglo, white, do you like I, women, too? For white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Do you like women as well, or do you just like males? Oh, I like women. You like women, but only white Christian pr- Protestant women, right? Is that right? Yes, pr- okay. preferably. So, what a, what's, women. what's your problem with gay people? You said you had a problem with uh, with homosexuality before it was ruining America or something. It like is that. ruining America, gentlemen. Okay, well, pl- can you can you get into that a little bit? Because I'd like to I'd like yes, to have a better understanding. Where, I'll, where you're I'll elaborate from. for you. Yeah, go ahead. Spew some There's hate. a traditional American Sicko. family. When I mean that, I mean a man is married to one woman. And to be faithful to that woman and a lover and to produce children. Homosexuals and lesbians... Oh, man. I, I, so I, you must hate me, too, because I've got a vasectomy. Yeah. Homosexual, and I use the word homosexual, not gay, because homos, gay people have nothing to be happy about. They're homosexuals really? and lesbians. They have a perverted... Why wouldn't they be happy? They found somebody that they enjoy spending time with and they like to uh, spend not, their life it, with. What's wrong with that? It's not God's plan. It's not normal. Who are you it's to not say? natural. Who, who are you to say what God's plan is? Do you have a direct it's, line to old, the old G-man himself? Let me tell you something. You can laugh. God has struck down this nation with AIDS, Hurricane Katrina... A depression because we have ignored <laughs> the, the idea that God uh, is all of a sudden sicking hurricanes on the United States now because of gay people. Sorry, bud. Hurricanes have been around for a long time, but then again, so have gay people. So are you going to tell me that as long as gay people have been around, hurricanes have been around, or is it just Hurricane Katrina? I'm saying that God is furious at America's American. What about the animals that have that selfishness? Uh, Engage in homosexuality. What about animals in the animal kingdom that uh, that engage in homosexuality? Does God hate those animals too? You're asking an ignorant question. I'm talking. No, I'm asking about an ignorant man. Go ahead and, with your thoughts. Man, God wants a man and a woman. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Did he tell you that? <laughs> Homosexuals and lesbians. What a cliche. Now, do you do on. nothing but uh, just spout uh, cliches? Ian, you're just, you're just pummeling the guy. Scott, um, the... Oh, he called in. Uh, so. he, uh, that he did. <laughs> um, now, you had mentioned before that you believed that... Uh, I mean, you're, have you created your own religion, I guess is what I'm saying. You don't really seem to believe the Bible as a religion. You believe that uh, Jesus was not Jewish, but in fact he was a... A white guy from England or something, right? <laughs> I believe that, 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 that the Jews, as I told you last week or week before, it's known as British Israelitism. The Jews would have you believe that Jesus and all these... But the Jews Christians are pretty thoroughly mentioned that, in the Bible, um, Scott. I mean, I understand what you're saying, that there's a conspiracy out there, but that's fine with me. I mean, the Protestantism that I was raised in, and I, was, I think it was pretty mainstream Protestantism, says that Jew, Jesus was a Jew. That is not true. They may say no. no it's true Jesus, that what I said, which is that mainstream Protestant says right. that Jesus was a Jew. That's, so does that mean wrong. that mainstream Protestantism has been taken over and subverted by the Jewish 
people? Yes. Not so their, hand, their hands are in everything. The, the plot is everywhere. Are you proposing well, that the, the laws are passed to uh, prohibit people from being gay? Do you think that will stop people? Well, as you, I call it from Good Massachusetts. Question. I hate homosexual and lesbian marriage. It's an abomination. Well, I look forward to having more of it. I hope that we have more homosexual marriages. Just to Can piss I ask you, you a off. question? Yes. Where, where is your morality? Where is your decency? Don't uh, you believe in, in morality? Or well, do you believe this in is Michael Savage, by the way. I'm sure of it now. Let's use, let's use Jesus as a moral compass here. Jesus said that uh, he is without sin shall cast, can cast the first stone, and that before you go picking uh, motes out of other people's eyes, you ought to look at the plank in your own. So that's hey, where, wait a minute, where my oral, morality is, Scott. Ian, you've been pummeling him. Uh, no, I have I questions for the man. Well, you can get to the questions. Maybe we'll hold them through a break this time. Uh, but but here's my question. That. Since you bring up the Jesus, I just want to take Scott's position here and try to imagine what he might say to what you were saying about well, Jesus. Why? You know, why? We have Scott. Like, well, be quiet. Here's what I would think, Scott. And let me see if I'm right about this, Scott. I'm just trying to predict what you would say. Yes. The Jesus that actually loves other people is a Jewish plot. The real Jesus actually hates other people that aren't white Christian Protestants. <laughs> the real oh, Jesus. Heterosexuals. Is, the real, what I'm telling you is on the British Israelitism. You'd have to read a what book Jesus on it. Hates, Jesus hates, What would Jesus, Jesus do? Would he Anglo hate gay Saxon people? Origin. He's an Anglo-Saxon. He's not a Jew. Would, That's what would the Jews would have you believe. Would, That's right. Scott, would he right. hate just like you? What would he do? See, you're turning it all around. No, no, it's a fair I'm question, Scott. If Jesus were here right now today and he saw two gay people walking down the road and you were standing beside him, what would he say to you if you said that stuff to him? He would say, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the Lord. <laughs> I doing, don't think Using so. the words of Adolf Hitler by questions, Mark. the Jews and homosexuality, I'm doing the Lord's work. So you don't really believe in Christianity because Christianity believes in the Bible and the Bible as I read lot- Says, There's a lot I find wrong with Christianity. There's a lot of conflicting views to it, a lot. But I'll tell you one thing I believe in. I believe that this nation has been struck down because of its immorality. I believe homosexuality and lesbianism is a plague upon this nation. It's like oh, a go cancer. kill yourself. But Scott, it's now, always been here, I, Scott. Scott, the the fact is now and it always will be here, unfortunately. Yeah, it absolutely will. Um, now it's the, the fact is you're, you've been marginalized even that much more now, Scott, because you don't actually believe in Christianity. You don't believe in white Anglo-Saxon Protestant Christianity. Oh yes, you, I do. No, you don't. You believe in because uh, I've read those that that book, that silly little Bible thing. I've read it plenty. It said Jesus was a Jew. So you believe some other religion that preaches Do you hate. have more questions for this guy? Get out of here, Scott. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything, even if you are a sicko. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
Uh, that again, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, the bulletin board system is one of those, and it includes over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Have the stories of civil disobedience here in New Hampshire touched, moved, and inspired you, but you're unable for whatever reason to be involved? Well, now you can. The Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at, C- at cdevolution.org allows you to care for these brave men and women by financially supporting them while they face down the organizations that operate through violence and coercion. cdevolution.org. That's cdevolution. Dot org uh, Now with handy monthly subscriptions that you can sign up for, 3 5 10 and $25 a month, uh, to, again, help those folks out that are willing to put it all on the line, including their freedom, uh, to defend your freedom. CDEvolution.org. Uh, Wayne, before we go on with the calls, you wanted to comment a little further on Scott the Bigot. Yeah, th- this whole thing chaps my hide because... Mm-hmm. You know what happens first of all is government creates this this marriage conundrum in the first place by sanctioning who is really married who isn't first of all. Secondly, whether or not you agree with the gay lifestyle or not, it's none of your damn business. You have to let people live their own lives as long as they're not hurting you. Because if you do try to regulate them, if you do try to condemn them, they're going to retaliate. And that's what's one of the big problems we have in this country today is that all these little groups trying to retaliate against other people and and. All it does is, is uh, reduce harmony, reduce sense of community, and keeps everybody at each other's throats. I don't and think I'm that guy has any sense of harmony whatsoever in his life. I mean, can, can you imagine waking up and being him? He just hates everybody. He, I mean, the, 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 the hate that flows through his veins, that it's all his own creation. They know th- Those people didn't do anything to him. Okay, yeah, the Federal Reserve is a really bad thing, but it doesn't have anything to do with people's religion. It has to do with men in search of power over others, in search of ways to extract wealth. A very select group of men. That's right. Not anybody's religion or their belief system. Or, so, or Some of the great, greatest freedom fighters of our time were Jewish. Murray Rothbard, Ludwig von Mises... Uh, F. A. Hayek. I mean, there's so many of them that were Jewish. So how could one say that the that, that to 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 demonize all Jews because maybe a few of these bankers happen to be of Jewish ancestry? It's ridiculous. It absolutely is ridiculous. We continue with Paula in Florida. Paula, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hi. Good evening, guys. What's on your mind? Uh, I want to give you some good news. They're working in the House. They just adjourned. They're getting rid of the Patriot Act, the Surveillance Act. Also, they're getting what? us out of. Yep, they're oh, working on today. No, Sheila Jackson Lee is an attorney. She was just on the floor, and this is what they're working on right now. They're going to get and rid I, of the Patriot Act. Her, That's what I you're claiming. About, I called her about the Patriot Act because they're starting to use it against us now. And matter of fact, parents are being arrested now as terrorists for spanking their children. And they're having <laughs> well, to go to jail. I, I don't agree with spanking, but I say that goes way too far. If that's yeah, really it does. happening, but anyway, they're using the Patriot Act to go against us. Well, wait but a minute. Anyway. So one, so what? Who, so some representative told yeah, you that they're going to get rid of? Texas. Yeah, she's an attorney, and uh, and she's a she's a, a a U.S. House representative. Yeah, yeah from Texas. And yeah. she claims they're going to get rid of the Patriot Act. They're working on it right now. All right, mark that. Somebody mark it. that down. Paula says but, they're going to get rid of the Patriot anyway, Act. Anyway, there's something I else I need to tell you about that you need okay. to get right on. Okay, what this gentleman's just telling you, uh, Jesus was not a Jew. We it's a sin from Seth. Uh, and go back to read your book Genesis. Okay, uh, Adam and Eve had children together, but the first two were not theirs. The first Cain two. Cain and Abel were not theirs. Not his. No. Whose? She, 
All right, if you'll go back and read Genesis, it talked about his seed and her seed. Okay, she had paternal twins by the fallen angel himself, and that was the Edomites and the Jews. Is this news we to you, Mark? Seth. It's pretty common that the uh, uh, that people consider the fruit of the knowledge of the tree, the fruit of the tree Seth. of the knowledge of good and evil, to be sex. Well, anyway, it's the fact you can ask. Like, okay, I'm confused. Wait, what is that? This. Hold on, so Paula. We, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm, you're losing me here. Can you run that by me again, Mark? Okay, it's re- it's a relatively common uh, thought process that the uh, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the tree that uh, the, the Eve serpent took the quince from, or whatever. Right. Tree. <laughs> What's that? It was an apricot tree. Well, an apricot uh, now? Okay. Yeah, Traditionally, right. it was a quince, yeah, was quince tree. tree yeah. but and it's an apple, it's an apricot, it's right, a what quince. Apple is apricot. Right, in, in, in America, it's, a, it's an apple. I've heard, uh, certainly, uh, I've heard apricots. I've seen all kinds of different fruit, but um, at, traditionally, it's the quince. So, but Either way, it wasn't actually fruit. It, it wasn't was fruit. Sex. It was uh, Eve decided to have sex with the serpent. Who With a serpent? Well, mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, you can that call sounds somebody like some a, really dirty porno right there. You can there. call somebody a snake in the grass without them actually being a snake. So, I mean, ah, so she actually had stories. sex with the devil. Is that the idea? Right. Uh, the following, uh, so the she could have had sex with actually Adam. Mick Jagger. So she would have been. So <laughs> they were paternal twins. Oh, wait, Adam and Eve were paternal twins. No, no the two and boys Abel. were paternal twins. <laughs> and they were not actually the son of uh, sons of Adam, is what you're That's saying. That's right. So, and matter of fact, we come from Ireland, Scotland. Matter of <laughs> fact, why do you think Jesus built his church in Britain for? Yeah, he used to go he there all the, the time with his father. I don't really know much about. How did the carpenter uh, decide to become a sailor and get to uh, Great Britain? <laughs> he loved it. He used to go there with his father. He fell in love with it with England. He loved if it. Jesus, Big Ben, if you know, Jesus he really wanted liked me it. to believe this cockamamie BS, how come he didn't make it a little clearer in his Bible? There is. I know about it. I mean, if you'll well, you get ancient manuscripts, you'll find out about but it. But you have a fact you line the to the president. Man- yeah, you need the ancient manuscripts. Mark. Get on ancient manuscripts and you'll get the whole story. All right, okay? Paula. Thanks for the call. But- 800-259-9231. So let me see if I've got this straight. According to Paula, and you're saying this is a fairly common belief. I'm going to stick this letter opener in my ear. Adam and Eve didn't actually have sex to create Cain and Abel. That was the devil that Eve had sex with, who wasn't actually Look, a snake, but wasn't in it's point already of fact another man. A like stupid, Mel Gibson. It's already a stupid story to begin with, and then you go embellishing on the stupid story with additional stupidity? Uh, I mean, it, come on, I'm people. just trying to understand what she was getting yeah, that's at what here. She it's hard said. to get it out of her. I, so, I mean, I you sound familiar with this. That, that's correct. That That is a correct statement. I didn't know so, about the Cain and Abel being a progeny of that. I mean, it's, So the, t- the temptation was sex. Is that the idea? The, the well, temptation? Sex is dirty, isn't it? Well, wait, it, is, it would so, be the knowledge of good and evil. So, would it not sex is both good and evil, according to uh, like Christian religions, right? I, I really don't know. You're the expert. So, Could you not have sex with somebody and it be sort of evil in your relationship? I suppose. Okay, I great. Suppose. So does that mean that she was already having sex with Adam? Well, and then she they, had sex with the, the yeah, devil after that? That sounds accurate to me. So sex was okay when she was having it with Adam, but right. when she did with the devil. Well, is it, it's good to have sex with your wife. It is but they, Were they married? I don't it, think they it, were. They, in they absence of a preacher, uh, a marriage from a biblical stance is essentially, uh, you know, a union um, and then I, I suppose a proclamation. So, I mean, mm. you know, marriage doesn't have to be done with a government certificate, as you know. 
Um, and that's, so it's like a common law marriage, then, basically. You can call, <laughs> call it whatever you want. I mean, the the fact is, yeah. it's to me the way I see things is people are married when they're in long term committed relationships, and I think that that's and, and you know essentially that's how God sees it too. If if God is the God of the Bible or close or something. Yeah, so, but if you don't have permission from the government, then you're not married. You're not legally married. Well, I, I'll tell you, a- Abraham and Sarah didn't have a certificate. No, I All don't right. think so. <laughs> All right. Neither did our great-grandparents, for no. that matter. I'm still a little confused, but we're going to continue with your phone calls and talk to Dave listening to WAIS in Athens, Ohio. Hello, Dave. I'm going to disagree with your last two callers. Uh, Jesus <laughs> says too. in the Bible. Huh? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, Jesus says in the Bible, love one another no matter what. And Jesus... That he didn't come to condemn. Condemn. Right. He said he came to. Someone told me once, help those on the path to helping themselves. Now I don't know if that's true or not, well, but I just heard that. Before. It, it makes sense to me. Look, if you're out there condemning people and pointing fingers at other people about how um, you know bad their lives are. I don't think you're living the religion that, that Jesus Christ brought to this earth. Um, Jesus Christ, who brought, who spoke out against the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who were the religious leaders of their time, who were the people that were uh, upholding uh, moral laws and uh, you know, having people punished for not doing the things that it is that they felt were the the uh, you know the law from the Old Testament. G- uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees would be the ones that were uh, going out after gay people. Not okay, Jesus. thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Always Dave. good hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine. 9231. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live, and that's the point of the show. 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you tonight. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. Now, if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, Free Talk Live. Uh, we'll get a cut when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue with your phone calls about what you want, and we go to Chad in Missouri. Chad, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight, Chad? Why is it every time I call, I hear Scott the Bigot and just random talk about the Bible? Because that's all I hear, too. Because he's been calling every single night. So go ahead. No, uh, as far as Obama goes, the new presidency, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, his policies, and what do you think is going to happen? I uh, wonder why uh, there aren't uh, troops headed back from Iraq right now and why Guantanamo is <laughs> still open. And I'm wondering why Robert Gates, the defense secretary under under Bush, is still there. And, and in fact, he's the one who originally proposed this, this uh, domestic security force. How about you, Yeah, Chad? that's kind of scary. Oh, I think, uh, well, you know, they may pull us out of Iraq, but I think uh, all we're going to do is switch over to Afghanistan. Yep, point taken. And, well, as yep. you said, as Mark you said, know, it hasn't started yet. <laughs> and the Guantanamo thing, there's news on that today. I don't know if you heard, but according to, uh, to Hoosier Nanny, 
not even a full day into his term, and Obama has already reneged on a pretty major campaign pledge. Uh, instead of closing the U.S. military prison at Guantanamo Bay, Obama has ordered a four-month suspension of prisoner prosecutions. Right, so he's suspending prosecutions, but those guys are still down there, and they're still in whatever condition it is that they were being kept in, which yeah. I would consider something akin to, uh, if, if it's not torture, it's really darn uncomfortable. But even if he is, it's largely symbolic, because where are these people going? Are they being released, or are they just going to some other prison somewhere else? That's what I would guess. Yeah. The latter. Well, I think uh, all the promises he made, obviously at this point, you know, now he's got to, uh, I'd say, follow through, but a lot of them were kind of hollow promises. So it's interesting to Guantanamo see. was one of those things where, yeah, you can say what you want. You can say the same thing with Iraq, like we're going to pull our people out. But once you step in the office, I mean, it's a different ball game. That's like me saying, okay, yeah, we're going to do this and that. But the reality is once you take that spot and you know all the details, you know, things aren't the same. Well, the reality is uh, the politicians say one thing to get elected, and then they do something completely different. And the the whole idea that Americans would believe that this would that it would go differently this time is really amazing to me. That that they keep getting fed the same old line, and they keep believing it every four years. I mean, who really believes that politicians tell the truth? I'm wondering how long the honeymoon period is going to last with his supporters. Well, what was his uh, his approval rating was in the 80th percentile, like 85 percent or something like that. So keep an eye on that, and we'll see. Chad, any other well, thoughts? Well, I, I guess it all depends with the market too. If you look at that, I don't know what it did today, but obviously yesterday it was uh, down for, what 300 points. Yeah, it took a, took a bit of a dive. I hope he does the right thing. I, I'm still optimistic or hopeful that he will come to his senses. But the best thing he can do is get out of the way and let us rebuild our economy and our lives. He's, He's never promised that. that, though. You're right, no. but but that would be great. It would be really great. And, uh, you know, I, I hope the best for America, so therefore I must hope the best for Obama. However, um, I, I'm, I'm not an idiot, and I'm not blind, and I know that bigger government mean, and more intrusion means bad things for all of us, and... To a great deal, that's what he's been talking about. Now, I'd like to talk about the war in Afghanistan, if we could, for a second. Thank you, Chad, for the call. Appreciate um, it. The, now, he had he had mentioned that Obama was going to switch over to Afghanistan, and I wanted to uh, bring to task a uh, pillar, an icon of liberty, who voted for the war in Afghanistan. Ron Paul, Uh-oh. he voted to send. Uh, he, he voted. To, he, yeah, he voted to send troops over to Afghanistan. That's a shame. And uh, as as I understand it, that's that's what uh, he said in one of the debates, at least. And I'll take his word at it. Yeah, I th- I, I do believe he did. Now, I can understand things were different at, at about that time. I mean, I, people, I probably would have invaded Canada if I thought that that was the, uh, you know, the, the right well, thing to do. Yeah, I guess at the time they really felt bin Laden was there and bin Laden was responsible for 9-11. So I think that he pro- it was probably a tough decision for him, but he felt that he was really going after the perpetrators of that act. Right. And, well, and, he should have known better than that. You don't send the military to go after a few guys. You don't do that. Well, it, because they're going to blow up a bunch of innocent people in the way, if they even find who it is they're supposed to be And they didn't, then for. they've blown up a bunch of innocent people, some of right. which are still incarcerated in Guantanamo today. And a lot of them were just turned in by their neighbors and family members for the reward money, and mm-hmm. they may not have even been terrorists. Yep. It's all true. Where are you going with that, Mark? Well, I just, I, I, think, I, I think it's fair to point out when uh, pillars and icons of liberty, uh, you know, go ahead and they make mistakes too. Sure. It's one of the reasons why, I mean, it's like you said, you would, inv- you would have invaded Canada had you had the opportunity, and it's just one of the reasons why we shouldn't have give anybody that kind of level of control and power, uh, where they can just, on a whim, decide to go and kill some people that have nothing to do with anything. 
so the whole idea, I mean, if Ron Paul was going to be truly pr- uh, principled, he should have said no, and he should have in, uh, should have put a bill forth to abolish the military. But, you know, he's not 100%. He's 99%. And it's it's difficult to, um, you know, it's difficult when you're in the, the positions of government. Um, I, you know, I was... I'm sort of caught on the uh, tines of a quandary myself, uh, being a member of the uh, volunteer fire department. You know, I was uh, there last night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got all my new stuff. I got all my, I got my helmet and I got my suit and everything. <laughs> I got all my new fire department stuff. <laughs> and then the hammer fell um, at the uh, association meeting after we did our little training and everything. Um, apparently, they want a new tanker truck, 140 grand, mm. and uh, the they encouraged everyone to come out to the. Uh, town meeting to vote for that tanker truck well i'm going to be there in that town meeting with all the other associate firefighter association members and i'm going to be expected to raise my hand when that tanker truck thing comes. you're going to be the doctor no huh uh, well <laughs> that's a that's a tough decision right why well it's there's a lot of peer pressure what uh, okay so um now I, i'm going to make a proposal to the chief i'm going to do it before the uh, i'm going to do it probably tomorrow if i can get uh, if i can get his ear where we uh, you know do some things you know essentially fee based stuff with the uh, volunteer fire department and make some steps in the direction of becoming autonomous and that kind of thing and if so i think i'm going to be willing to vote for that tanker truck if we can move in a more fee based direction do you see do you see the politics you're playing going politics on? yeah you're so you're not being principled but being principled isn't yeah. going to get you anywhere. Would you agree? He's going to lose his new uniform. You'll have to give it all back. I have to give up my helmet. <laughs> but do you, do they you might s- not need your vote, so they might not even. They, likely, my vote anything. won't matter one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but do you, you do do you see the, the the dilemma here? If if I offer them the opportunity and they take it to go fee based, um, you know, partially fee fee based, it would probably be over the period of a half decade to a decade to to get totally on their own, get the training wheels off. Mm-hmm. But you know, people need incentives to go in that direction. My piddly little vote might be an incentive to go in that direction. There's other incentives that I'll be pointing out to him. I've got a proposal worked out. But okay. Well, good luck with do that. You, do you see how, you know, the politicking can get one mired in the... Uh, yeah, I see that. And the, I, I think that uh, it should be abolished, all of it. Yeah. How, how are you going to do civil disobedience against the fire department there, Hotshot? I have no interest in that. Throw some snowballs. I have no interest in doing that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Who does? Why, why do they have to have a public vote? I mean, that... that creates a lot of resentment and division why not just have a private australian type vote where people go into a little booth and do it nobody knows how, how anyone voted and then there's no retaliation That's how they no, do it up here well no not <laughs> everywhere some towns are, are passing resolutions to go the other way and do a, pri- a more private vote yeah well uh, we, we <laughs> where i live rather conservative they're not going to be changing any of the <laughs> changing anything we don't like change where I live, which is fine for me. But right. at least, at the very least, I will have been able to go to the chief and say, "Look, I'm morally opposed to this, and if he turns down my proposal, then I'm, you know, I'm free to vote my uh, conscience." Oh, by the way, there was apparently some breaking news here. Uh, people were concerned yesterday that oh, Barack Obama did not take the actual oath of office, and apparently, it's been readministered at this point. Okay. So, what not that that's going to mean anything. Oath of office to defend and protect the Constitution. Yeah, he giggled during it or something. There yeah. was some kind of mess up. I guess uh, the Chief Justice messed it up, and then Obama messed it up. I don't know what the exact details were, but it was mm. a point that somebody that was made on last night's program. And so, for those who actually think it will matter, 
Uh, he has re-sworn the oath at this point. Uh, but again, we already know that... Yeah, what's the point in that? Uh, yeah. Was it televised, or did they just say he did? I, I have no idea. But I do know that it won't really make a, one would of a difference in the long run, because clearly the Constitution is of no effect. It is no longer in effect, and uh, the politicians would just could give a flip about the Constitution. Well, they're putting on a charade that it still exists. That's true, and that's why they're doing this. So they're trying to make people think that they actually care, when in point of fact, all they care about is aggregating more power to the federal government and to their each uh, to their individual positions, especially Mr. Obama and his uh, presidency. I'm sure he really uh, is, is appreciative of what George Bush did in his last eight years of aggregating as much power as possible to the executive branch, so he can build upon that. And uh, still to come here, I've got to talk about, you're going to tell us about Mexican chaos, Mark. Apparently the country of Mexico involved in a civil war. Is that right? That's right. All right, we'll find out what that is all about. It's news to me. Hour number two is coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Uh, last night, we did tell you, or, or we had a caller bring up this Obama video, this uh, Hollywood celebrity video. Have you seen this thing yet, Wayne? No, I haven't. Okay, we're going to have to play it for you on one of the breaks so we can talk about it a little bit later. Because we didn't really get into the details of what went on in this beyond just the hero worship, uh, the actual kind of fascist uh, worshiping, not the, the country, uh, which is bad enough, but worshiping one man is essentially what this uh, video was. We can get into details on that, but let's talk about Mexico first. Mark, you say uh, there's a civil war going on down there. Is this even hitting the, the news? Yeah, it's, uh, I've got this one from the Huffington Post, but I've had uh, a couple of stories going on. And, you know, civil war might be a... You know, Extreme. it's it's difficult to the historians decide whether something's a civil civil war. Generally. I see. Yeah. And usually the terminology they like to use for civil war is two political factions going at it. But within one geographic if location. if there is a political faction in power and another faction that wishes to take over that power or wrest that power away from that political faction, would mm-hmm. you call that a civil war? I guess. OK, great. Here we go. Mexico City from the Huffington Post, Huffington Post dot com. Indiscriminate kidnappings, nearly daily beheadings, gangs that mock and kill government agents. Kidnappings daily or beheadings daily? Um, Both. Oh, why? I mean, they kidnap you and then behead you. Oh, dear. This isn't Iraq or Pakistan. It's Mexico, which the U.S. government and a growing number of experts say is becoming one of the world's biggest security risks. The prospect that America's southern neighbor could melt into lawlessness and uh, provides an unexpected challenge to Barack Obama's new government. It is the latest reporting uh, in its latest reporting, anticipating possible global security risks. The U.S. Joint 
Forces Command lumps Mexico and Pakistan together as being at risk of a rapid and sudden collapse. Well, now the U.S. uh, government may be able to invade Iraq and Afghanistan, relatively small countries, but how about Mexico? Are they going to be able to invade to uh, keep the peace? I think we do. We I think we do a better job of invading uh, Mexico than we would of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. But I've Why? got a, a different point. Why do I think that? Because yeah. uh, it, it logistically it's closer, easier. Closer, but it's much larger, right? I mean, how do you how do you hold territory like that? Um, be- you know, I th- what do I think? I think that the United States uh, military, when unleashed, we're not talking about a policing agency. You're talking about the United States military. They've got really yeah. big bombs, okay? And when the cartels, which is what the uh, organizations here that are fighting the Mexican government, mm-hmm. uh, when the cartels want to go up against guys with really big bombs, they're going to go boom and lots of red gooey pieces. I don't know. I think you're underestimating the cartels. You're out of your mind. Mexican possibility may seem less likely, but the government, it's Wait a minute. I'm out police. of my mind? Hold on a second. This this is the same U.S. federal government that can't hold a candle to a bunch of ragtag insurgents in Iraq. And the ragtag insurance insurgents don't care if they live in a mud hut. They're doing it for Allah, baby. These cartel mm. people, they've got to live in palaces. Palaces are big. They're yeah. easy to cut the power off to, and they have lots of stuff that can turn into shrapnel. Okay, and go okay, your okay. Head. so they may not have the same level yep. of dedication, but at the same time, they've got a hell of a lot more money than the insurgents do in Iraq. You, money against against the largest military the world yeah. has ever known. Money can buy you some pretty nice weapons, and clearly, some insurgents can go up against the largest military with a with a you know an RPG and an AK-47. You'll have a so, real live mission accomplished situation on your hands right right from the get re- relatively quickly within a few weeks. I know that I know that the people that believe in decentralization don't want to hear this, but the fact is, it's a, entirely different fighting a war, a world, uh, a war, a war, half a world away against a bunch of people who are doing it for God um, than it is doing it, you know, just across the border for a bunch of people who are doing it for a dollar. Now, I've got a point I'd like to make okay. on this, if you if you wouldn't mind. Okay, the Mexican uh, possibility may seem less likely, but the government, its politicians, police, judicial infrastructure are all under sustained assault and pressure by criminal gangs and drug cartels. The command said the report uh, published uh, November 25th, how that internal conflict turns out over the next several years will have a major impact on the stability of the Mexican state. Retiring CIA chief Michael Hayden told reporters on Friday that Mexico could rank alongside Iran as uh, as a challenge for Obama, perhaps greater than Iraq. Um, the U.S. Justice Department said last month that Mexican gangs are the biggest organized crime threat to the United States. Okay, so why hasn't the Mexican military gone in there and used their big bombs? Well, they don't well, have they're as, well, probably owned by the cartels. They don't have as big a bombs. Yeah, they they they're infiltrated pretty thoroughly, and they are concerned about blowing up Mexico. Mm-hmm. Those are three concerns that the United States military would not have. Now, I'm not suggesting the United States military goes in and does this because we essentially have um, – I mean, Mexico's already a client state, but we, will, we might as well annex it if we go in and do that. The point I'd like to make on this is that the reason that people claim that we need the war on drugs is order and law, right? Law and order, right? Yeah, that's what they claim. Well, it's, it's one of the reasons. If we didn't have the war on drugs, if, drugs you didn't, are bad. if you didn't have the war on drugs, the fact is there people be people on the street. Our, our whole livelihood, the, the way the life is in the United States would crumble around us because everybody would be doing heroin and lying on the street um, like they did in the opium den. That's what they'd like you to believe. Okay, great. The question is if... You know, and they they lump law and order together because that would be disorder. That would be chaos, having people lying around in the streets. And we must have the laws in order to have that order. 
The fact is, those laws are resulting in disorder. They're resulting in the Mexican government being at worse uh, worse uh, than Iran or Iraq as far as a security <laughs> threat to the United States of America. So, those of you who think we need drug laws, some drug laws, any drug laws, in order to maintain law and order because we could have some level of chaos without them, need to look south of the border and what it's doing to Mexico. You don't have and to look south of the border. It's, well, it's you doing... can look around the border. You can look at border towns and you can see the right. fighting going on in America. They're, they're threatening the well, police down it's, there. And... It's coming It's coming across the border yeah. in, in America, and the police departments are not ready to handle uh, the, that level of, uh, of fighting. They're just not. And firepower, too, because the yep. drug lords are better equipped than, than the yep. police departments they are. They sure are. Um, no, no doubt about that. And the, the last thing those drug lords want is you know the full-scale military but there's that's going to have implications if we unleash our full-scale military attack and then that's going to have implications that are it's going to last for decades as far as the united states going to have to deal with oh my things gosh. i mean do you want to rebuild mexico do you want essentially to build mexico up to the level of uh of, of society that we have in the united states you're not rebuilding it you're building it you're going to blow up their their little mud huts, and you're going <laughs> to have to build everything up to the level that the United States considers acceptable. We cannot afford that. It's something to keep an eye on because Mexico has a lot of natural resources that I'm sure certain people would love to get their hands on. Sure, pe- certain people that wouldn't have to <laughs> pay to, to rebuild. I, I have yeah. to say I'm not so concerned with the whole rebuilding thing as much as I am the whole killing innocent people in Mexico thing. How about that factor? How about I, yeah. the fact that you're going to make it so Mexicans hate the United States? I mean, it already is bad enough that they can't stand that they're, they're already getting upset at the fact that the immigration crackdowns are happening where uh, the, the United States federal government is harming their families by arresting their brothers and their sisters and throwing them into uh, essentially concentration camps before they're forced back into Mexico. That's doing enough to really damage relations between Mexicans and Americans. But to actually go and drop bombs on those folks down there is really go. I mean, you want to talk about terrorists coming across the border? You want to talk about yeah. terrorists coming across the southern border? That's going to create a real terrorism problem. Yeah, now, oh, yes. I, I, I think you're going yeah, to have a real problem there because... Currently, the only place in the world where you, uh, the places in the world where you have suicide bombers are places that, not places that are Muslim or places where Muslims are fighting other people or places that are particularly religious. It's where you have an occupied country. If we go in there, we stop that, uh, you know, the, the drug cartels and essentially have to, you know, be in there for a period of months. Are we going to have people who say, you know, uh, we're trying to get rid of these Americans, we can't get rid of them, let's do some suicide bombings. Can we handle that on our southern border? What is it, 1,400 miles long? Can we really stop suicide bombers from incoming in this country? I know it may sound extreme, people, but this is how it happens. Step by step. And, you know, I wouldn't call it the first step, but one of the first steps is this stinking drug war. Yeah, look, they're not going to end that anytime soon, that's for sure. The, the, the government only knows how to solve problems with force. It never considers re, uh, removing its programs. It never considers going backwards and Americans reversing are going to get direction. hurt in this. A lot of Americans. Yeah. And their friends and family down in Mexico, because a lot of Americans have relatives down there. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. And they include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com and see it for yourself. That's Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. And also, you need to know about the Liberty Forum, the 2009 Free State Project Liberty Forum happening the first week. Uh, first weekend, rather, in March at the Nashua, New Hampshire Crown Plaza Hotel. Same location as last year. It's going to be a blast. Hundreds of liberty-loving individuals will be converging, uh, or convening, rather, for a convention. Um, that is what the Liberty Forum is. It's a great opportunity to come up here and experience what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded people who are activists for liberty, that are going to actually do something, are doing things to achieve liberty in our lifetime. That's who attends the Liberty Forum. Hundreds of people who already live in New Hampshire, many people who are considering moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, as well as some big-name, liberty-oriented celebrities like Glenn Jacobs from the WWE. You might know him as Kane over there. Uh, Dr. Mary Ruard from the book Healing Our World. John Taylor Gatto, also great author. Lots of people are going to be there. Panel discussions, keynote speeches, socializing, networking, libating. It's a great time. Wayne, you were there last year, right? Good times, right? Oh, yeah. And this year, sell my clothes. I'm going to heaven. We are, well, I don't know what that, what that means. Mean? means. You're going to be clothed, I'm going to enjoy right? myself. You're going to be clothed, though, right? <laughs> but it's like heaven. Okay, good. All right, so we'll see you there and hopefully see you, the listener there. And you can go and get registered and save yourself 10% with our discount code, which is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL. Just go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get more information about the event and get signed up. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. As we continue with your phone calls, David in New York. You are on Free Talk Live. Evening, fellas. David, what's on your mind tonight? Well, it was I that called in last night about the uh, Obama National Service Celebrity Endorsement. Yes, sir. You've seen the video? Uh, I have seen the video at this point, and Mark saw it last night as well. Were you as creeped out as I am? It's pretty or? revolting. Uh, yeah, pretty darn creeped out. And I, th- I thought that uh, Nick, who is, uh, you know, I- I'm a big fan of Nick. I think he's uh, got a really great mind. He made the point that, you know, it, on the way to uh, tyranny, many republics go along this uh, route to uh, uh, sort of cult of personality. Um, you know, the, the Weimar Republic in Germany. The, you know Hitler. Um, yep. He also used the example of. Uh, or actually, I came up with the example. Uh, he used the Weimar Republic is uh, Rome and uh, Caesar. They, you know, Caesar declared himself a god. The fact is that this cult of personality seems to precede uh, the, the the dissolution of republics. Is it that obvious of a sign, in your opinion? Um, I don't. To me, the the way that I uh, the way that I view Obama is, I don't view him as the kind of guy that would do that. Um, but that doesn't mean that the next guy isn't. You don't view him as the kind of guy that would be a, a what an a evil, dictator? terrible dictator. You know, like to me, he well, didn't Bush want to be a dictator? He doesn't show up as yeah. But I don't think that he had the 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 force of personality. Um, I think yeah. Obama does, but I you know I don't see Obama as Julius Caesar. I don't see him as Adolf Hitler. That's just a gut feeling, though, right? That's There's a gut no feeling. I mean, I've got no to back that up. I've got no indication, but that doesn't mean that the the republic couldn't be, um, you know, 
all uh, you know the fact is the republic has been eroded a great deal up to this point but it it could be that you know the the cult of personality that runs behind obama and it's there is all you have to do is watch the video um, yeah. might be might erode it th- um, more thoroughly and pave the path to a nero you know what I mean? Right. I mean, he could change um, over the the next four years. I mean, if you if you believe he's not that way now, that doesn't necessarily mean that in three more years of this hero worship or this politician worship that we're seeing uh, could really get into his head ever more than it currently is and could really get full of himself. And who knows what will happen? It doesn't seem genuine to me because this man hasn't done anything to warrant this kind of reaction if these people are intelligent, caring, honest people. Well, you know, and the fact that... He has kind of not completely come out on the whole national service end, and all these celebrities were on board two days before the inauguration with this video where they're so passionately supporting him. To me, it just seems like total Goebbels-style propaganda. It doesn't seem organic one bit. Yeah, well, very true. But I think also a lot of people see his inauguration and presidency as a milestone for America in the sense that they feel that maybe America is more tolerant than they once were, and that's something that you could be proud of. However, I agree that the the hero worship here is is just a little creepy, and it'll be interesting to see what happens as this financial crisis escalates, how this all pans out and how, how the chips fall. I think we would be foolish to think that Obama was not inserted by the same establishment that's been running the White House for the last 30-plus years. Absolutely. You don't get to be a major presidential candidate without being uh, a good old boy in Washington, D.C. The fact that he has extra melanin in his skin tone I don't really think is very high of an achievement because I I see tyranny. I don't see anything else. Well, there's the potential for it. I'd like to to make a point. You said that uh, this was not an, or, um, you know, that his policies weren't organic, and I I think I, you know, I, I agree to some extent on Change dot org, uh, the drug war, and specifically the Change dot gov. Change shut down now, by the way. Org was on before. Oh, it was Change gov. I'm sorry. Right, but they shut it down now. Okay, Change uh, whatever it is. Um, they the the drug war was the number one issue that was brought to his attention, and he uh, batted it away with uh, with nary a blink. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would appear as though the people that uh, you know that that uh, you know the things that people want don't really matter to him. And apparently, the orders are coming on um, from on high. And I don't know where on high is. I mean, maybe it's him. I don't know. Yeah, many people Wait, many people feel the same people that put George Bush into office also put him him in office. It remains to be seen. But if you look at the donors for both candidates, the the main contributor to both McCain and Obama was the same company. What and what company was that? Goldman Sachs. Interesting. Yeah, and you had the big new Brzezinski running the campaign of Obama and his son running McCain's campaign. And the big news started the Council on Foreign Relations with David Rockefeller, and he started the Mujahideen, which became the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. Well, so. I mean, if anybody ever doubted that, that, that Washington, D.C. is a good old boys club, all you have to do is look at the pictures of George, George Bush the first palling around with Bill Clinton. I mean, they were like yeah. old old high school buddies uh, during yeah. George Bush, the, the most recent George Bush's uh, tenure. They were uh, spotted doing all kinds of things, fishing and golfing and hanging out. I mean, you were back in the early '90s. You were supposed to believe these two were the uh, the, the most mortal of enemies in the, in the 1992 election oh, when I've George even, Bush was running for re-election. I, yeah, I've even seen some video of Hillary Clinton and, and George W. Bush looking at each other like in a love fest. <laughs> They're fellow drug runners. I mean, Arkansas, the Iran Contra. I mean, Bush's old name was Poppy Bush. I mean, 
Who are we kidding here? Thank you, David, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. So, yeah, I mean, they're all buddy-buddy up there. It's all about scratching one another's backs, not about doing anything to harm one another. Yeah, right there. The, the thing is, is you know, so, so I mean, look at Obama's administration. It's recycled politicians. I mean, it's the On same. On both sides. From both sides. I mean, they're yeah. just, uh, now, I don't know about uh, everybody's in it together, and they, I, I don't know about all that, but the fact is, it's not like there's change going on. He hasn't brought in new people to give a new, fresh perspective on Washington. Nope. It's the same old people solving the same old problems the same old way. Is this the definition of insanity? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You take control. Give us your thoughts about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. We give away the features on the site those other talk show hosts charge you. So enjoy it all free, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, and a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Continue with your phone calls. Ladies first, Kimberly in North Dakota. You're on Free Talk Live, Kimberly. Hi. Hi. Yeah, um, I just was curious what you guys think of polygamy because there's this online community that I frequently visit and they brought up the issue and I was just wondering what you guys think of it. Well, what do you think well, before yeah. we go into Are it? you humping a bunch of other people? No, not at all. <laughs> no. Just like the libertarian in me wants to say that I'm for it because I have no business, you know, controlling other people's lives, but the conservative in me wants to say it's totally morally wrong and will increase the divorce rate and make a joke of marriage. Well, well, I'm just wondering what your opinion is. Well, you don't do it, but if other people do it, it's none of your business. I suppose. Right, you don't have to be... Just because you're a libertarian doesn't mean you have to be for things that you morally disagree with. You can be against polygamy, but at the same time, you can allow others to be polygamists, and you, you can be all right with it. Uh, a lot of people don't... Uh, like uh, one of the earlier callers was very vehement about his belief system and very anti this and anti that and anti everything else. And if you, if you focus your life on what you're against then you'll you'll be a very bitter old bag. And not you, to mention you, you create that uh, to some extent in your life. You, you'll be focusing on it and, and that kind of thing, so you'll see it more often. Right, right. And, you know, so I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think that necessarily polygamy is, uh, is, a really, is, is the best road to happiness. However, what the hell do I know about other people's lives? Right, for some people it might be, and if that's what floats their boat, then I say more power to them. Yeah, statistically, uh, it would seem like it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't work out as well as man. 
man, one one woman, one man. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other people on the uh, the fringes of those statistics that would benefit from polygamous relationships. And as far as I'm concerned, 13 guys and two girls can live together happily married in one house. What difference does it make to me in actually, my life? Actually, historically, it was done many times out of necessity because there would be a war and a lot of the men were killed. And then there were uh, a lot more women than men and they had to repopulate the country. Mm-hmm. So a man would have several wives so he could have 10 or 12 or 20 children and repopulate the country. So a lot of times it was done actually out of necessity more so than some sort of uh, deviant moral uh, code. Your thoughts, Kimberly? Well, I mean, having a relationship is one thing, and I'm all for if you want to date multiple people at one time and they all know about it, that's totally fine. But marriage is kind of another thing. But then and again, basing laws on morals doesn't seem like the greatest idea either. No, it's not really working no, out. No, because who's morals? I mean, that's the ultimate uh, question when we're talking about uh, creating laws based on morals. Is it going to be your moral set, my moral set, Barack Obama's moral set? Uh, because uh, the, the morals are not a universal constant. I think that exactly. each individual gets to create their own set of morals for themselves, and hopefully that set of morals will gel with most other people's sets and we'll all get along okay. Sure, but you're entitled also to associate closely with those people who best meet your own personal morals. Of course. Kimberly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, seem, it seems to have worked, uh, when you, if you look at it in practice, it seems to have worked wherever it has worked just fine. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can tell polygamy, you... Polygamy, that yeah, is. Yeah, polygamy. And, and, and I can tell you, it's not, it, it's not what, uh, you know, makes sense to me in my world. It's not where I'm coming from. But at the same time, I, I know that uh, there's, you know, there's good people out, there must be good people out there in these parts of the world where um, polygamy has been practiced. And why in the world couldn't they integrate? There's probably people I know that are uh, in polygamous relationships that I don't know that they're in the polygamous relationships. Would that affect the way I feel about them if I were to find out? Uh, you know, it just it, it it seems like one of those nunya business situations. Also, for I, me. I think the uh, I think the concern that there would be some issue with the amount of potential partners drying up uh, is pretty it's pretty ludicrous because it doesn't seem to me that at least any time in the near future polygamy will really catch fire and uh, a lot of people all of a sudden jump in and uh, in, into that particular lifestyle because it's uh, from my observation of the culture that we're in it, it seems like people like to have one partner and if if not they like to change to a different partner but not have multiple partners all at the same time. There are exceptions to that rule, but uh, for the most part, that tends to be the rule, don't you think, guys? Yeah, you know, I've known guys who who kind of indicated they would fantasize about having that kind of a life, but I think it'd make life kind of complicated. But finding a a woman who would be all right with having other women living in the same uh, situation as as she is would be pretty difficult, don't you you think? You you could have like like five trailers all in a circle and you just... Sleep in each trailer every night. I don't but know. you have to find somebody else who's who's going to consent to that. You have to find another party. Even if you yourself really love the idea of having five different women on your arm, can you find uh, f- five women that also love that same idea? That's a relatively difficult task, unless you're. The issue, hmm? the issue of consent, though. I mean, the majority of polygamous marriages don't consist of, like you said, thirteen men and two women. It's it's like one man and 13 wives, and one the wives are man. brainwashed. This is true. You're talking well, about, like, the uh, the FDLS yeah, or FDLS. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, you're talking about the Mormons, and this is a much more informed culture. Um, if you'll if you'll take a look at uh, the polygamous uh, polygamous relationships that are springing up now um, amongst young people that are trying new and different things out, you'll find that it's uh, much more even um, as far as you know people kind of flitting about uh, partner to yeah, partner. Yeah, they call you it mean, like Danny Right, right. Yes. And so if some yeah. of those people decided, you know, the four of us really think each other are great, mm-hmm. and we're gonna you know live together in a house. Uh, you know, and and you know, share expenses and cook and clean and do, you know, I mean, really, what is a marriage? I mean, I, it sounds like you're putting marriage up on a pedestal. A marriage is an agreement between two people normally, but okay, a group of people yeah. to cohabitate and care for kids and uh, a household, right? Yeah, and actually, a lot of communes had a similar arrangement too, where you'd have a lot of people living in a commune, and and people would partner off for a while, and they'd have a little fight, and they'd go off with other people. And <laughs> no, this did happen. I knew people who yeah. lived in the commune up in Oregon in the seventies uh, and eighties. Oh, I believe you, absolutely. But they weren't necessarily all together at the same time, right, Wayne? I mean, as far no. as if no. they had a fight, they were kind of broken up, and they'd go somewhere else. Sure. Polyamory is the idea of you are staying in your relationship, and you're sort of sharing one another to others. You know, I can't, actually, I can't answer that. I think some of that went on, too, and some of the... the it probably did, yeah. And, you know, that's all their business. And, and it's, you know, like clearly you don't really care that much. I mean, you have your viewpoint, Kimberly, as far as what you think is the right thing to do, and that's really what yeah. you should focus on, is what's right for you, what feels good in your life, and uh, and go and do that, and then let the polygamists do their thing, right? Yep, definitely. All right, thank you for the call. Good hearing from you. And don't forget to send a picture into the Shrine of Female listeners when you get a chance, if you haven't done so. Okay, I'll do that. All right, look forward to it at shrine.freetalklive.com. We continue with Tarek in California. Tarek, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Um, it's Tyreek. Tyreek. Yeah. What's on your mind? Okay. Um, um, I'm, like, I'm 18. You know, I just started learning about stuff about uh, New World Order conspiracy and Illuminati. Okay. And I'm kind of freaked out. Like, you know, I'm freaked out at the moment. But at the same time, it's like I'm trying to really find out what solution all right, first of all, let me let me just, if I can, let me steer you away from the conspiracy theorists. Uh, you've called Free Talk Live. This is not a conspiracy theory show. Uh, I understand that, that, that it can be very scary. When you listen to the people that are proffering these conspiracy theories out there, that are putting those things forth, that is all they do. They All they harp on is that there's a world conspiracy to control your life. There's a world conspiracy to take over the world and uh, kill 80% of the population. They're going to uh, you know let loose botulism. They're going to kill you or whatever. You know, there's all kinds of claims out there, just craziness. And it, while it may be true that there are some people who are in search of power over others that wouldn't mind exterminating a you know a percentage of the population, that may be true. If you get yourself bogged down in the obsession with the conspiracy theory, you will come to kind of a place where you are right now, except worse. And I want to bring you back uh, in moments here. We'll continue this discussion. Uh, hopefully, we can stage an intervention here. with Tyreek in California uh, because it's not too late for him. He's just getting started down this rabbit hole conspiracy theory land, and hopefully we can pull him back out, give him a real solution, which is what he's looking for. It's Free Talk Live. Whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give away the site. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you, so enjoy ours on us. But if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live on a voluntary basis, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board as well, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board, again, for as little as 3 bucks a month. Any major credit card, PayPal, alternative options are available as well at amp.freetalklive.com. Plus, you get perks like access to the Amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Again, amp.freetalklive.com. A lot of the uh, talk on Free Talk Live is about freedom. My first exposure to the concepts of liberty came from superhero comic books when I was a kid. Right now, Free Talk Live listeners can get an autographed set of Freedom Force comics for only 10 bucks, shipping included. I've got these, um, and I've got them put away. I've got one set for myself, one set uh, for Jack put away. And... Uh, you know, I, I can't wait for Jack to get the opportunity to take a look at these and see some of the uh, child-friendly superhero adventures of Minuteman, Liberty Lad, and the rest of the Freedom Force set. You can go check it out at comics.thundergodexpress.com. And for the uh, first ten orders right now, mentioning Free Talk Live will get a free random bonus comic included with their order. So it's comics.thundergodexpress.com. All right, we continue here. Uh, Tyreek is on the line with us. Did I get it right? Did I pronounce it right this time? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, Tyreek in California, you'd called in to say that you've just come across the the global conspiracy to control the world and, uh, you know, the whole idea of the New World Order. And it's these, a little crazy. Uh, and, 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 it's and, overpowering. It, yeah, and you were feeling uh, pretty disempowered by it and frustrated, and I wanted to, uh, to stage a, an intervention here if we possibly could because we get people calling this show uh, from time to time who are completely immersed in... In this world of the conspiracy uh, of the what were the fringers as as we've called them, uh, who they're they're they are people who obsess over this new world order concept. They obsess over it so much and they believe in it so fully that they believe there's nothing that can be done. Now it sounds to me like you haven't gone that far. It sounds to me like you're relatively new into it and that you're looking for a solution to something that seems to be an insurmountable problem. Would you say that's accurate so far? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, And I'm glad you called here tonight because we do actually have solutions on this show. Many of the conspiracy theory shows out there, of which this is not one of them, but many of those conspiracy uh, fringer shows just talk about how things are terrible. They talk about how everybody's being controlled and there's nothing you can do about it, so you better build your underground bunker, stock up on your food supply, and, and disappear, right? Uh, here on Free Talk Live, uh, we understand that the issue is that there are people in search of power. And they, whether they hang out in clubs calling themselves the Bilderbergers or whatever is irrelevant. What's relevant is that they want to control your life. And that is true. There are people that want to extract money from you, your hard-earned wealth, and they want to, uh, to essentially corral it all for themselves. That's the fact. They call themselves governments. In many cases, they're bankers, uh, and they really are out there. And there may be people behind the governments, or there may not, but knowing that information doesn't help the average individual in any way, shape, or form. It's like an interesting story. 
Sure. And it is it, it is very intriguing and very scary all at the same time. But if you continue listening to the conspiracy guys, they'll never really proffer anything that's of any value to solving the problem. Right. It can be uh, very defeat, for, defeating because you'll, you know, they'll essentially tell, tell you, um, you know, that these this group of people is so powerful that you'll never be able to get from under their thumb and they'll slaughter your family and turn us all into slaves that, you know, we'll never be able to, uh, you know, you'll, your, your, your freedom is at risk. It and seems like their best solution is to pass out DVDs. That's right. <laughs> well, like do, you remember, do you remember the movie The Bu- Bug's Life? I didn't see it. I heard well, it was good, with, though. Well, grasshoppers. Yeah. yeah, eventually the ants figured out that there were a lot more of them than there were of the grasshoppers, and the grasshoppers were in big trouble. Well, here's the, and, and here's a, I think we can extrapolate that out to what our solution is, and that is to, number one, free yourself. Free your mind uh, as much as you possibly can. Learn about liberty. Learn about the non-aggression principle. Learn about allowing others to be free. And in that, if you want to be a free man, and none of us are, uh, we're all slaves to this organization known as the government because they're taking our wealth from us and we have nothing to say about it. So if we free ourselves and free our minds first, then we can focus on freeing others as well, uh, sort of a la the Matrix, right? You know, you've got to be uh, – Neo has yeah, to be free right. in, in order to free others. So you, uh, so you free your mind, learn about liberty, learn about freedom, and then do something about it. Well, what is that something? What is it that I can do besides read books and, and listen to radio shows and things like that? Well, I suggest the Free State Project. I believe it's the, uh, the best answer for liberty in our lifetime – and I think that the that it's essentially the proof of concept is happening now. Uh, have you heard of it before? No, I haven't. All right, you've got internet I'll access. Write it down, uh, though. <laughs> yep, you've obviously got internet access. So write this one down: freestateproject.org is the website. Go there and learn about a movement of liberty-loving people all moving together to the same place, the same geographic location, in order to be activists for liberty so we can actually achieve liberty in our lifetime. Because as somebody who is uh, not brand new to all these ideas, somebody who's been involved in the liberty movement for the my entire adult life, uh, I can tell you that being where you are and that is relatively separated from other people of like mind – is a very difficult place to be. It's a very lonely place yeah, to be. It's it, a very depressing. It really is. Yep. It's like, a, I, like a lot of people, they don't want to hear about it, and you have those who like they trip over it. I mean, like I've I've been lost religion. I mean, all kind of stuff. Like it can be a depressing place to be. It, you sound even a little yeah. bummed out here on the phone. It can be a very depressing yeah, place to I, be. Yeah, I really am. Like even last night, I couldn't even sleep really because I learned some old stuff. So. So, so here's what I'm suggesting: you channel your uh, channel your abilities where you're going to be surrounded by others, where you've got those ants that you're talking about, Wayne, that are all getting together. They're coalescing into the same place. They're joining forces, and now when I say forces, I don't mean violence. We're going to solve this problem through peaceful means, but we're getting together, and that's what's the most important thing, because when you get together with others of like mind, brainstorming happens, ideas are put forth, uh, people uh, take action on those ideas, and things actually move in the right direction. So what we've had so far is hundreds of people have moved to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty. Hundreds and thousands of more are, have pledged to move here. And uh, we would love to have you join us here in New Hampshire and actually stand up for freedom where we can make a difference. Now, if you throw that idea out to the conspiracy crowd, they'll come back with more defeatism. The conspiracy crowd will say, well, wait a minute. You can't get together in the same place. They'll kill you all. 
They'll drop a bomb. These world uh, masters are just going to destroy New Hampshire. And you know what? If that's what happens, well, at least we had a good time while we were here doing what we thought was right uh, to right. move to move freedom ahead in our lifetime. I was going to say also that you know people who seek to control others usually use obfuscation. They use fear, and most of all, they use ignorance. But as more people become aware of what real liberty and will freedom is and can see through the counterfeit freedom that we have now, then all of a sudden the ploy perceived is no longer a ploy. And, and that it makes it more, much more difficult for people to rule over others when people understand what real freedom is. So with all that in mind, Tyreek, what, th- what do you think? How do you feel? I feel that, that I, will be, I will be going to this freestateproject.org. Um, I will be going to that, and I will be doing my research. But um, I don't know, like, because I've been overwhelmed with all this information. It's overwhelming. It's, Yes, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's a lot I have to cycle through my mind and stuff. So, yeah. Well, yeah, start to get more proactive because that will, you see, what you're doing is you're focusing on, on the big, bad, whatever it is, the boogeyman. And you have to start, you have to shift your focus to what you can do to uh, make a better world in the future. Yeah, exactly. Very good, Tyreek. Hope to hear from you again, and I thank you for the call I tonight. hope to see him in the free state is what yep. I hope. Absolutely. And I like what you say, Wayne, focusing on what you can do is far more effective than just harping on what might happen or what you believe that the, uh, the, the world elites are trying to do and what's coming next and what the, you know, the next step in the global conspiracy is. I mean, that's all, going, all that's going to do is just bum you out, depress you, and immobilize you. But if you're focusing on, the, on what you want to create, if you're focusing on and what I want to create and, and help see happen is a voluntary society, is a society based on consent instead of coercion, if we have enough people in the same place who have that same view, then we can really see some incredible changes, I think. And this is spreading throughout the world. You know, I was looking at, uh, have you ever looked at the Daily Paul uh, website? I've seen it in the well, past. Well, they've got the reader, they had a reader map. Of all the, and they had dots all around the world of people who who log onto the site now and, and actually uh, mm-hmm. post, and it's growing. It's all over the world. It's amazing how many people around the world are getting this message of liberty. Yep, and and thank goodness for the information superhighway. The internet is making all of this possible, uh, because if it weren't for the interconnection, uh, we would all be. Well, we wouldn't be here, I can tell you that. I wouldn't know you, Wayne, and Mark. Uh, we certainly wouldn't be doing this show. No. 800-259-9231. So the fact is, when people get together, there can be some amazing things that happen. And that's why the Free State Project is such a powerful idea. Hour 3, coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Show is about your calls. We go to them. Ken in Colorado, you're on Free Talk Live. Ken, hey, me. how's it going? You're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, you could call me a um, a healthy cannabis patient. You're a healthy cannabis I, patient, right? <laughs> what I mean by that is, uh, cannabis didn't hasn't saved my life, but cannabis improves the quality of my life. Good to know. Um, well, how does that How does that work for you? 
it well it allows me to uh, uh, avoid um, missing work and missing other activities because of extreme pain. And uh, it's not what I called about in specific. What I called about in specific was uh, limits on cannabis usage and limits that are written in the legislation and how silly they might be. Um, even the people who consider themselves friendly to cannabis, uh, people like Normal and people like that who mm-hmm. want uh, to, quote-unquote, legalize cannabis, they want to limit the amount that people can have and what made me think about this was it's ridiculously difficult to grow cannabis uh, with any efficiency and any um, economy with the limits they put on patients and growers. You know, uh, for example, in Colorado, you can only have six plants, two of which are flowering at any time. It has to be only two of which are flowering. That's crazy. It's, it's only two of which are flowering, so you have six plants, a third one comes into flower, and uh, what, you, you break, you're breaking the law? Yep. It's essentially. Uh, the worst part of that is that includes clone seedlings, uh, uh, pieces of plants. You know, you get the idea. Yeah. And um, so what you basically have to do as a patient is you have to put them all under, or you have to put the two that are flowering under a great big light and try to get lights around them and um, they don't grow very well that way. The, the most economical way to grow is called the sea of green method, where you put a whole bunch of them together, and you grow them very small, and each one has a bud or two. And, but uh, you, you can't get do a lot that. More... Pardon me? But you can't do that by law in Colorado. No, because they tell you how many plants you can have. Right. Not how much you can produce or anything like that. You know, Ken, I, I don't know if organizations like Normal want... Those kind of restrictions, but I think that what they think is because they're political organizations looking for political change, they feel as though they have to go into uh, when they make proposals to these representative people, uh, they feel like they have to essentially be watered down. They don't feel like they're ever going to get anywhere if they go in and say, we want the freedom to use what we want to use. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Uh, they feel like they need to go in uh, essentially with you know on bended knee and bow down before their masters in uh, in the state house or the, 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 the federal government and say, look, just let us have two plants, please. That's all we're asking for, just six plants, only two of which are, will be blooming at any given time. We swear we'll be good. I mean, I think it's just kind of a pathetic um, begging more so Probably. than anything that I they really want. That. I think that it, that, that it, really, it really makes it difficult, and I think it's counterproductive. I think the best, and I do have more to say in, in regard to limits, so I don't want to forget. Okay. But um, I, I think it's counterproductive to go that route because the real truth is it's not hurting anybody. Absolutely. Why are you bothering people who are doing something that's not hurting anybody? You'll find no disagreement on this show, that's for sure. That's absolutely you. true, yes. And, um, and in regard to the limit thing, the, the one in particular that really chaps my behind, because I don't know what else I can say, mm-hmm. um, is that these people are enamored with the idea of, oh, give us an ounce per person. And that way, we, you can go after the people who are, quote-unquote, trafficking, and uh, we can have ours. But they don't realize what they're doing is that they're persecuting people that are doing what? Uh, doing business. In commerce? 
Yeah, those are the people. How are they going to get their ounce if the cops are out busting all the the big uh, players? Which right, it, it, it's insane. The whole concept of limits is misguided, and it yep. plays into the hands of the of those people that want to persecute the the, the herb. The, it's insane. Yeah, and, and the limits. Course, if the limits weren't bad the, enough, on top of that, uh, some of them are, are asking for taxation. Some of them are saying, "Well, you right. should tax this thing. Please stop stop asking for and, more government control." And for me personally, it's not about the herb, even though I do have a personal interest in the herb. I don't care what drug we're talking about, and I know there's a lot more controversy when you go beyond cannabis. Not on this but, show. Uh, <laughs> the of limits is insane. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the entire drug war needs to be ended, and it needs to be replaced with nothing. Let the marketplace decide how to distribute these products, and in what ways are best to distribute them, and let the customers and the, the dealers decide. Uh, <laughs> there needs to be no interference whatsoever, and that would be the ideal situation but unfortunately what you're dealing with is political change and anytime you're dealing with political change if you ever see anything change politically toward the direction of more freedom it's in this incremental style and i fully disagree with the uh, the approach i think the best way to do things would be to have marijuana smokers come out of the damn closet have uh, large marijuana smokeouts publicly where people of all shapes and sizes and and uh, and walks of life uh, will reveal themselves to be marijuana smokers and it would be so overwhelming they would not possibly be able to prosecute them all they would not be able to fill the jail cells with them and the war on drugs or at least the war on marijuana would be over in moments but most marijuana smokers are too cowardly to do anything like that well that's where they're pushing me i'm looking at going for the sea of green despite them and i'm looking for maybe not even renewing my license just figuring you know it's something that I should have a right to do anyway. Of course, the only reason I do the license is because it's easier to avoid being branded a criminal. Yeah. Sure. Because it's criminal charges we're dealing with here, avoiding, right? Yep. It's uh, it's a tough situation out there, and I, I know that at least in Colorado, at least there are enough activists uh, on the marijuana issue to where you could have some people backing you up. Uh, obviously, well, we promote New Hampshire quite a bit here on this show and the Free State Project, but unfortunately, as you probably know, the uh, the laws here are certainly more restrictive than they are uh, in Colorado. There is no well, me- medical marijuana program here. We voted here. to legalize it, and it came out 40-60, so there's hope. Who voted to legalize it? Colorado? Right, Colorado in the last election. Well, that's good to and know. And it came out 40-60, so we're not that far off. Right, well, then you'll just be able to pay taxes on it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they'll want. Right, and then will it be I'm illegal? Like out. like with tobacco, will it be illegal to grow your own uh, marijuana if they're taxing <laughs> it? Because then, they'll, then you will be avoiding the taxes and the government won't like that very much? It might be. That's what I told some of the other patients and growers. Be careful what you ask for with legalization because that's exactly what you might you get. Might you get might get it. Right now we've got this gray area where there's not a lot of legislation, and uh, we might get a whole bunch of legislation if we start asking for legalization. Yeah. You might have what uh, what we have here in New Hampshire, and that is the state running the distribution operation. I mean, the state here in New Hampshire runs the distribution of alcohol. I wouldn't want them handling my marijuana. Right. And that's, nope. what, uh, 70 years after Prohibition ended? 80 mm-hmm. years after? I mean, that's that's how government apparatus work. Ain't going away I'm anytime sure that, soon, either. I'm sure that somebody thought, well, it'll, you know, this this is a controlled substance uh, that we're, that's just now, now becoming legal. We need to we need incremental steps into allowing people to uh, be able to uh, Hell handle Hell no, this. that's not what they thought. They thought, ring the cash register. They, people are going to be drinking, and we're going to make money off of it. That's what it's all about. We, they don't want to let anybody else in on the game. At the state house, I think you're right. 
Well, good luck out there, Ken. I hope that uh, you. I wish you good luck if you do, do decide to go through with uh, some form of uh, disobedience, or I, I, it sounds to me like you're just going to do it quietly, which is fine too. Whatever it takes to, you know, to, to help you feel better, because obviously uh, it, this is something that is it is helping you. I mean, it's a you're a medical marijuana patient. You're using it because not because necessarily it gets you high, but because it's helping you cope with uh, with pain. And exactly. you should be able I, to do I, that. I never considered getting high on it before I decided to try it for. For medicine, the last time was when I was 19. You should be able to do that without begging anybody's permission, without having to fill out paperwork, without having to send money to some government bureaucracy, without having to bow down to some absurd um, list of strictures and rules. And it's outrageous that you have to do those things. But well, at least you know, at least you're not going to be arrested at this point in the game for possessing That's it. That's the way it looks. So. It's, well, thank you for the form. That's all it is. It's just a step in the right direction. Unfortunately, the steps are going to take a lifetime if we keep it up at this pace. And I thank you for the call, Ken. Uh, that's why I think that we need some real change. And real change will, will, it will require real courage on the part of the activists. And I think we're starting to see some of that uh, begin to bubble up here in New Hampshire with Andrew's very courageous protest a couple of weeks ago here in Keene. If you missed the video footage of that, you can see it over at freekeen.com. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up what you want is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, include uh, the updates. You get signed up, we will keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are training and, trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls, we go to Roger in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Roger. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I called in a while back about my uh, 8-year-old son, actually 9-year-old now, and I got a lot of good feedback from your listeners. He had a been doing marijuana, and uh, a lot of your uh, callers called in about it and stuff and gave me some really good advice. And tonight I have a similar predicament of a different scope. Um, Okay. Right now I'm involved in a jury trial, and uh, I, you know, looking at the case and stuff. Wait, wait, wait. You are a juror? Yes. Yes, sir. I was put on the panel today, and um, the trial continues tomorrow. Okay. And uh, I'm kind of having a moral dilemma with it. Um, I know, you know, pretty much freedom of choice. You know, if you want to do drugs and stuff like that, that's that's your business right. and whatnot. But uh, the problem that I have is the person that I'm trying uh, had a DUI. Mm. And I kind of, you know, that's where I'm kind of uh, wondering where to go with it because, you know, in a sense, being out on the road impaired – can really put some drivers and stuff in, in harm's way. Did he hurt somebody? He didn't hurt anybody, but it's still just the point that he was 
you know, out there on the road and could have hurt somebody. Well, um, the, the the question you have to ask ask yourself is, um, has he been punished by the fact that he's had to hire a very expensive attorney? Has he been punished by the fact that he's had to go through a very long and arduous, uh, you know, legal process? And then you sort of have to ask yourself, well, where's the victim? Um, I'm not saying that I think drunk driving is a good idea. I certainly don't think it's a, a good idea. I also don't think it's a good idea that the public at large has to pay for incarceration and uh, you know rehabilitation and all this other stuff for mm-hmm. people who may or may not need it and never hurt anyone. I like the idea that people who get the, the most severest of punishments out there are the ones that harm other individuals. Right. And, and you know, that's kind of where I was looking at it, but... Just the fact that, I mean, he could have harmed somebody, you know, it kind of worries me. I mean, where, where yeah. do we draw the line on that kind of stuff? You know, if someone has a bomb strapped to their chest and they walk in a crowded area, I mean, you know, I mean, is that wrong? Or, well, you know, is it, is it wrong for you to take out a, um, you know, Colt 45, uh, 44 Magnum Anaconda and stick it to my forehead? I would say I would say that's wrong. I would, I would I mean, concur. That's a threat, um, and you know people do things based on threats. Some people will have uh, you know some people will die from heart attacks. Some people will uh, run out of the room, trample someone else. Those kind of things. There are a lot of um, actions based on threats that uh, you know that that's you know threats just aren't acceptable. Threats are essentially a form of force and coercion. Um, and, but I don't think that the guy who is getting in his car and you know blew up. Point zero nine or whatever on his uh, breathalyzer, and I don't know how much he blew um, on his breathalyzer, but you know, and, and drove he, home. He, uh, he refused to take the the breathalyzer, but that's you know that's besides the point. I was just wondering on a moral standpoint. So how did know, they find out he was drunk? Well, it, it's actually kind of a you know it isn't a definite thing. They had a heavy heavy smell of alcohol on his breath and stuff like that. There's all kinds of technicalities, but... I'd let him I'm, off just because more... he was courageous enough to not take the the, the, uh, the breathalyzer. And, he, you know, he didn't hurt anybody. I'd like to point out that I could wake up, hop in my car, and travel down the road being half asleep and be as dangerous as anybody who'd been drinking. But if I got pulled over, uh, there would be no way to prove that I was in any way uh, impaired with their DUI tests. So I could be as dangerous as a driver, but be completely legal driving while tired as opposed to driving while under the influence of alcohol. So I wouldn't be in that courtroom, whereas this poor guy is. I say uh, vote to acquit. I'm not ready to call him a poor guy. um, uh, Does he have any other charges against him? Uh, No, there's just there's two charges. One's the driving under the influence and one's. Uh, refusing to take the test, but they're kind of bundled into one. Yeah, I so, say I say acquit him. Wayne, your thoughts? That you know, it, you know that's that's where. Go ahead. That's where I was kind of going with the with the uh, the thing there was to you know kind of you know push it you know try and do not guilty and stuff like that. But uh, you know I just wasn't sure because it, there's a line there and I, I just don't know where you know where it crosses into right and wrong. Drunk driving's a tough one. How do you think your fellow jurists yeah. will feel about this? I don't, I don't know, because I, have, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk. It was, it ended kind of quick. All they did was opening statements uh, in the the courtroom and stuff like that. So there wasn't any uh, 
real witnesses or anything like that out, and we didn't go into the deliberation room or anything like that, and I haven't really even talked to him. Well, remember, one so. thing about jury nullification is you need to keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody out there that you're nullifying a verdict. Don't mention jury nullification. Uh, all you can really do is basically say, if you're asked why, if you vote, if you decide to vote not guilty on this guy, uh, and you're asked why, if the judge says, why did you do this, uh, then, or any of your fellow jurors, you can just simply say the state, the state didn't prove their case. And that's what yeah. that's what and, and that's it. one thing that he said it needed to be proved with you know without a unreasonable doubt or whatever. Well, they certainly haven't proven know. he's drunk. He was drunk. They certainly did not yeah, prove and, that. And that's the thing without a without a test, there's no way to to prove that the guy's remember uh, drunk at all. So. Don't follow fall into their trap of saying um, that drunk is point zero eight. Drunk is drunk, okay, and point zero eight is the legal limit. It's arbitrary. And so, I mean, yeah, one person absolutely. one person can be at point zero eight and not be drunk, and another person can be at point zero eight and swerving all over the road. So, different people have different tolerances, and I'm not prepared to say that a person was drunk driving or driving under the influence um, based on the fact that they, you know, somebody smelled alcohol in his breath. There's some people right. have, uh, you know, disease conditions where their breath does smell like alcohol, and the fact is, cough syrup has alcohol in it. He might not have. He might have refused to uh, take the breathalyzer t- uh, test based on the fact that he had too uh, too much um, cough knows? syrup. Who knows? Hey, you know, yeah, I think the fact yeah, that well, he. Re- it, it, Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think the fact that he refused to take the test is pretty courageous. Most people will take the test because the cops will threaten them. They'll say, you, if you don't take this test, we're going to charge you with you know, refusal to take the test, which is even more severe in, in many cases, cases than, uh, than the actual DUI charge. So in a lot of cases, refusing to take the test really puts somebody in a bad way. So the idea that he still refused to take the test, even in the face of um, much stronger charges, I think is pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty courageous and... Uh, uh, if he didn't hurt anybody, use nullif- uh, jury nullification and vote to acquit. Let us know what happens, okay? All right, I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for the you. call. And remember, don't mention jury nullification in the deliberation room to the other jurors or to the judge. Don't tell them you know what that's about because you'll be disqualified. They'll uh, they'll essentially cancel the trial and, and start it all over, which they could do on a hung jury anyway. But, hey, what can you do? It's Free Talk Live. Take control. Bring up anything. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com, get interactive, uh, and edit virtually anything you see. Wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with the offer code FTL at AdamEve.com. That's AdamEve.com with over 18,000 adult entertainment products, toys as low as $6.95, lingerie, and over 350 movies as low as 
five bucks. Head over to AdamEve.com as we go to your phone calls. Dan in New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Dan. Hey, guys. You're on Free Talk Live. Thanks. I've uh, I've been listening to the show for uh, a few years now. Been amplifier for a while, but uh, it's finally happened. Free Talk Live has invaded the the deepest parts of my psyche. <laughs> what does I, that uh, mean? <laughs> I was uh, I was taking a nap today. I worked nights, and so I was getting some sleep today. And uh, I had a dream, and uh, you know it, this is the kind of dream that that seemed real at the time. Mm, yeah. And uh, basically, in this dream. Uh, Something had had been stolen from my house, and so I called the the cops to come out and you know make a report and everything. And uh, these these cops you know come out and do their thing, and then uh, the cop comes back into my house and uh, starts starts putting handcuffs on me. Uh oh. And uh, they they said that as they were leaving, they looked in my car and they noticed uh, a, like a pair of alligator clips in my car, and they said that this was heroin paraphernalia. Hmm. Which doesn't make any sense, but it was a dream. Yeah, and uh, you know, I start, I start, uh, you know, going, going off on this cop and telling him how, um, you know, it's compu- completely uh, ridiculous. I'm, I'm in the military and I have to take, um, you know, random drug tests, and it's absurd that I'd be using heroin. And right. I have, you know, I have a great record. I've never been in any kind of criminal trouble and everything. And uh, but at the same time, all I'm thinking is. I can't wait to call Free Talk Live and tell them about this. <laughs> wow, so you were thinking that in the dream. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it sounds like a story that somebody but, would but probably seemed, you call know, it Of about. course, it seemed real at the time. Right. So. <laughs> so the first thing you thought of was us. Oh, I'm touched, Dan. Thank you. Well, I hope not in the bathing suit area. No, no. <laughs> Any other thoughts tonight? No, that's all, guys. Thanks for the call, dude. I really appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Either of you guys ever have uh, on-air dreams, Free Talk Live-related stuff? No. I have prison dreams. Really? Yeah. I uh, I don't have specific Free Talk Live dreams all the time. Uh, sometimes I do, and usually if I'm having a Free Talk Live-related dream, it has something to do with something going wrong. Usually it's... Oh, um, yeah, mecha- mechanical stuff. Me running late for the show or something like that, or... Have or you ever had a dream problem. that you were doing the show in your underwear? No, but I have actually done that in reality. Yes, yeah, that's, that's why I mentioned it. I, I don't I, get to do that much up here in New thank Hampshire, God. <laughs> I had a dream once that I was running through... Uh, the woods at the Bohemian Grove in, our, in my underwear with you. Really? Giant, giant owls chase, chasing you? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> All right, so we continue here uh, with your calls and talk to Paul in California on the amp line. Hello, Paul. Hey, Ian. Hey, Paul. I just uh, want to let you know I'm looking forward to meeting you. I got on, on the early bird uh, price of the Liberty Forum, so oh, I great. will be there. Great. Well, don't get your hopes but, up too much. I'm not that special, but uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, I just want to give you support. Anyway, I'm about a week behind on the podcast, and I happened to listen to this extra little thing you put at the end of one of the weeks uh, shows about a week ago about uh, the Middle East. And I'm thinking, oh, man, oh, oh, you know, so I figured, okay, hey, wait a minute, I can still call in. So I realize it's a big subject to to get towards the end of the show, but let me just throw a couple of resources out at you at the beginning. Okay. There's a book that I would highly recommend to anyone who wants to learn about that part of the world. It's called From Time Immemorial, and it's written by a woman named Peters. I think her name is Joan. Uh, But that is probably as exhaustive a reference as I've ever seen. And it basically quotes uh, the sources directly, you know, so it's not just an opinion piece. 
Got okay. it. Okay, and it gives it gives it gives an overview of the region. Now, let me just summarize in a couple of sentences. Okay. Palestine was this huge area in the Middle East. Okay, that once the um, the Ottoman Empire broke up, you know, after around World War One, when all the all the you know the lines got redrawn, you know. Uh, there was this huge chunk of land that was called Palestine. It was not a country, but it was a place called Palestine, right? So, uh, hold on. Before you go on from there, there um, Israel was instituted in 1948 or whatever, uh, right, 47. Right, now, wait, wait a second. I got a question. Like, There's a question coming. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, uh, the Ottoman Empire fell at the end of World War One, so let's call it 1917. Um, what, what? I mean, you're telling me there was a place that wasn't a country between 1917 and 1948, 30 years? Right, because it was part of another country, and What's that now country? it's like, well, okay, it's kind of like a, a up for grabs, you know, the, the west of the powers. You know, I agree. You know, a lot of the problem in that region is that, that powerful people just came in and started carving things up, right? Yeah. So I, I don't disagree that that's a source of the problem, but the point is, is that in 1948 the UN had decided that uh, they would give both the, the quote unquote Palestinians and the Jews their chance at a homeland. Okay. And the Jews went, said, yes, we'll take the deal. And the Arabs said, you know, the, the, the quote-unquote Palestinians said, no, we won't take the deal. And as soon as Israel declared independence, uh, they were immediately set upon by every, all, everyone around them trying to kill them. And the worst the crime that the Israelis ever committed was not dying in 1948. And they've been paying for that crime ever since. And... When I say that the original the Palestine the original area of Palestine was very large, this book gives you the map which actually shows you what this area was. Most of it became Jordan, which was the Palestinian state. Okay. But, but then the Jordanians wouldn't let the Palestinians into their their country, right? Right, because they wanted to use the Palestinians as pawns to destroy Israel. This whole thing is about destroying Israel at any cost. Israel the state. Yeah, Israel the state, exactly. Jew, according to some people's reading of the, of the Quran, and trust me, I'm not I'm not a Talmudic or a Quranic scholar, but I do, uh, uh, and trust me, I don't think there's any validity in any of that stuff. So you know, uh, but there are some people who interpret the Quran as saying the Jews cannot be allowed to own land, and once once the Jew was a Jewish state, it drove these people mad with with with, with fury, and if you read what the what the Arabs are saying, I mean. No, no Arab country has Israel on a map. It doesn't exist. Okay, I mean it's just insane. I'm not saying Israel these bunch of really great guys. Okay, and yeah, there's they've been a lot of nasty things. But at the same time, if you look at some of the nasty things they're accused of, if you look at the press coverage and go, well, wait a minute, what really did happen? And let's look at some independent reports. You'll find out it's not quite what the first report you know talked about. Well, so, um, I, I think that, that I think that you, you hear that you hear the grunts coming from us. Those grunts mean we have no idea um, what the the fact is, what's going on over there. And I, I appreciate well, the the educational topics, well, that's but why I gave you this book. right. Um, I uh, and there's there are an exhaustive amount of books out there that I could I could read on this subject, um, different people's opinions until I am dead. 
and it will not solve that particular opinion. Yeah, it's not going to change the situation. I think sure. I think that uh, you sound for, far more educated on it than I do, and I think that uh, you might consider calling in to Scott Horton's show, Antiwar.com, and talking to him about it. Maybe he'll have, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll be able to sharpen steel on steel and uh, discuss it with you a little bit because, you I know, would be happy. I killing people, bad. Now, yes? What's that? I understand he's moved to Los Angeles. That's correct. Mm-hmm. How convenient. That's where I live. So, uh... You know, there's, a key, there's a key point to what you had said, and that's that Israel and some of these other nations around the area were formed by force by outsiders, and that's bound to create a lot of resentment. Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah, no, no uh, that's a given. But uh, if you just look at what people are saying, if you listen to the Arab side, it's all about killing Israel. And if you look at the Israeli side, it's all about, hey, we're just kind of trying to be left alone here. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Crazy. Paul. Appreciate it. And we'll see you in New Hampshire sooner rather than later. 800-259-9231. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can uh, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. All the, uh, t- uh, anytime you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. And if you need computer parts... Head over to newegg.freetalklive.com. We were just talking about Mark's laptop here uh, during the break. It uh, sounds like its hard drive has decided to take a dump. So you might be needing a new hard drive at some point, Mark, in which case you should shop over at newegg.freetalklive.com. Or you may need a whole new laptop, in which case Newegg has quite a selection. newegg.freetalklive.com, great way to get the computer parts that you need and also support Free Talk Live at the same time as we'll get a percentage if you enter through that link, too. All right, so we continue here and take your calls about anything. It's Keith in Georgia. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thanks hey. for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? I was just uh, wanting to comment. Uh, you were talking to that other dude about uh, DUI and how he's on a jury right now and stuff. Yes, sir. And first, let me start off by saying my political leaning is probably somewhere between anarchist and libertarian. Some, uh, if I had to actually say like what... I didn't know there was an in-between. Yeah, there is no in-between. You're either libertarian or you're anarchist, and if you're um, close to anarchist, you're libertarian. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm libertarian. Okay. No, I mean, let me just start off. I mean, I want anyone to put anything in their body. I want someone, you know, if he wants to inject battery acid, hey, knock yourself out. If that's what they want for themselves, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, right. Yeah, no coer- coercion from the government, from family, friends, etc. But, I, I mean, fellas, i got a problem with people who drive drunk and expose, you know, a fellow motorist like myself to unnecessary risk. And I mean, let me start. I mean, look, I know that a perfectly sober person's car, you know, front tire could blow out and he veers into opposing traffic and he kills someone. And that's, you know, that kind of risk is like, you know, act of God or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's his right to get drunk, but it's my right to not... I guess be in fear of getting hit head on. Well, well, you can't be. It's not your right to be not not be in fear of anything because the fact is, fear exists for people in their own minds. And you should, you, you know, if you were scared of everything that could happen, 
you would never leave the house. So that's not a right. Um, however, I do think you have the right to uh, you know, a, a certain amount of safety on the road. However, you can't be guaranteed that because, well, who's administering those darn things? Well, right, because you don't get to infringe upon my right to travel freely in order to make sure that you're as safe as possible because that's really the only way to catch uh, it, to really catch as many drunks as you possibly can would be to wholesale screen every single person on the roads to have more DUI checkpoints and more uh, wholesale stopping of everybody, and that's not a good thing, right? Oh, okay. I, I, I hear you. And as far as you know, my right to not be afraid or whatever, I guess I'm looking at, okay, it's a very real fear that if a car hits you head on, I mean, this isn't like the a fear of the boogeyman getting me. No, no, it's there not. Scary Absolutely true. Can... Um, a drunk person, I believe their their um, reactions are impaired. They're not nearly as good of a driver. And it depends on what this continuum of drunkenness is. You Have you have imbibed alcohol before, right? Socially. I mean, okay. I don't drink. Okay. Have, have you been S-face drunk before? No, actually not. Okay, great. No, Lucky great. you. It's, it's a good thing. There's really no reason to it. You wake up with a headache and stuff. So, right. I mean, there you know you have an idea that people can get worse than you have been, uh, um, you know, having right. a little yeah. tipsy. Right. So the the fact is that, you know, there's a continuum here, and you could, perhaps you had one drink socially. Were you too in, uh, inebriated to drive? You know what? If I take cough medicine, my wife drives. I don't play with that. I understand. It's it's good to be careful. However, the law does not recognize that as um, being drunk. So the law has picked right. this arbitrary number, and that arbitrary number doesn't work. It's not one size fits all. It is simply not working. So I'm only saying that this man caused no harm. I'd like to point out also that the law isn't working to keep drunks off the road. Uh, even the ones that they do catch tend to reoffend. I don't know if you've noticed that, but a lot of people that have sure. DUIs have more than one. And that's right. because even though the even though the punishment for DUI is pretty draconian in a, in a lot of places, you're looking at, you know, a couple grand in fines on on a first offense, you're looking at uh, possible suspension of a driver's license, you're looking at possible jail time at some point. Uh it, it even though the punishment is draconian, it doesn't stop the drunk from going and drinking again, and then getting behind the wheel, even though his license is suspended. So really, there's nothing that that happens beyond the fact that the the state becomes enriched. I mean, if the drunk is able to pay off the two thousand dollar fine, then great, the state has two thousand dollars more of the drunk's money. Uh, that's not going to stop him from spending his remaining money on you know a bottle of Jack Daniels that right. night. There's no victim to re- to compensate because he has harmed no one by drunk driving. Right, I mean, so me, it hasn't solved the problem. Do you see what I'm, where I'm coming from on this? I, I do, I do. Let me just address this one last thing. The whole mm-hmm. concept of if there's no victim. See, I'm, I come from a mathematical background, abstract math, and to me, even though there was no collision between two you know, very heavy objects on the road, you can't say that there was zero harm done. There's some one part per billion what is your proposal harm. i mean i well, see tell, what tell me about from. this harm that was done i need to i need to hear this i don't i don't I don't know what he's talking about oh it what it means is if you roll the dice a million or a billion times i guarantee you that drunk that same drunk person like look at take a take a billion parallel universes i, I don't need I, no no i'm not talking about any parallel universes i'm talking about this one today what was the harm done you were saying that there was some harm done what's the harm it's a mathematical. No, no. There's no mathematical He's saying harm. there's Sorry. a chance no, that yeah. the drunk could Sorry, hurt somebody. Sorry, that does not happen. He's saying there's a chance the drunk could hurt somebody. There's a chance if I walk outside, I could well, get hit by a meteor. But here's what I want to know. What's your proposal? I mean, 
clearly the oh. current situation, the current uh, legal situation we are in is not stopping people from dr- driving drunk. Even those who have gotten DUIs are not stopped from driving drunk in the future. So considering that you believe this is a problem, what do you propose as a purported libertarian to do to solve the problem? For the police not to get hung up on some .08, whatever, just when they see someone driving impaired, even if just for that one night, get them to heck off the road. Well, that's all, that's we, pro- that's all we've proposed I have no um, problem with on that. this show. Oh. And the, every indication it was that he, this guy was stopped for no good reason whatever. Right. And a lot of DUI busts are busts because they stumble onto them, not because the, the guy's weaving all around the road. You know, that's a question we didn't ask implicitly on this uh, particular um, situation. We did not ask, and I hope that the, uh, the original caller is still listening. We didn't ask whether this guy um, had how he was stopped. Was, was he stopped for reckless or careless driving? And, oh, that's um, important too. Right. I, see, I agree. I agree. See, I don't care about the DUI issue. I agree with you on the reckless driving issue. I don't right. care if I'm uh, imbibing uh, alcohol or if right. I am just tired because I've been up all night. I mean, I remember when I was in college, I was working at the radio station and I was working at Kmart and I was going to college. I was falling asleep on the way to school on a, on a few mornings, and that scared the crap out of me. Uh, and and that could have, I mean, you you blink out for a second, and you're off the road or into somebody's rear end or or whatever, and it's a real bad situation. Especially in Sarasota. Well, right. I mean, so I mean, then there's driving while old. I mean, there are all kinds of dangerous <laughs> driving situations out there. And if somebody is driving dangerously, I think that should be the issue that is dealt with by the police in that particular. Uh, that particular case, um, not these guys that are getting pulled over for having a rear light out on their car and then, you know, blowing a breathalyzer at a point oh eight and then having their lives ruined. I agree 100 percent. All right. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the clarification, too. Yep. All right. Uh, 800-259-9231. Uh, so any other thoughts on the DUI issue, guys, and how we can help change that? I was going to say, you know, I, I understand his point about the probabilities being higher, but it's still, you still have to look at what they were doing at the time that they were pulled over and why they're being arrested for that, because the the whole .08 breathalyzer thing is very arbitrary. It used to be higher. What was it before? One. Yeah, one. It was a, yeah, it was a one or 1.0. And then Mad didn't like that enough. And, right. right. You know, yeah. There's people slipping by our net. Now, you, you, now Mad is a group of, of irate parents who have had their children killed in car accidents involving drunks, and I can understand them for being upset about that. But how They're not can, objective, that's for sure. But how can we how can we fix the problem without all this state apparatus? That's right, and, and the fact is that the, uh, the the people that have been harmed are not getting compensated. I knew, uh, I, I roomed with a couple different guys who were in for DUI manslaughter, and they didn't have restitution. Neither that one be, of them. That could yeah. be I helpful. Mean, this is what's so crazy is they put these guys in prison for 10 years. They yeah. do three. They get out, and then they go on with their lives um, dealing with the fact that they're convicted felons. Um, some go back. Some don't. But what, what's the point in that when the person who got killed, their family doesn't get any money? They're out, of, they're out an individual. The state get, gets its money from housing the convict and getting federal money and taxpayer money and that kind of thing. The state gets whatever court fees. And then the victim gets nothing and has to pay to incarcerate this guy. And the guy either turns his life around or he goes in, uh, into a spiral of depression where he c- continues to drink. I mean, if the state has ruined your life, you might as well keep drinking. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 